Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome. Welcome one and all to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Let me introduce myself. I am Mr. Warren Hayes. <laughs> Go figure that, man. And tonight, tonight, folks, we are going to be talking about the February 18, 2019 edition of Monday Night Raw. Special, special evening. We are, uh, this is a post-pay-per-view Raw, which was quite eventful, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yes, yes, we would say. We would say. And wouldn't you say that tonight's Raw was eventful? Well, yes. Yes, absolutely. We would say that. Why wouldn't we say that, God damn it? Because it was. I want to say hello to everyone joining us live tonight on uh, on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I do uh, my Raw recap at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday night. Just so that you know, because perhaps you're watching this in the future. If you are, thank you very much. Watching this on your own on your own time. However, if you maybe you're also listening to this uh, in your favorite podcast application, because the Mr. Warren Hayes show can be uh, consumed and enjoyed there as well. Uh, whether it be on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, everything, it, it, it's there. You you can enjoy Warren Hayes. Any way you like. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, I do want to thank everyone who's joined, who decided to come in and join in live. I want to apologize if you are watching this live. Um, I think the stream is a little choppy or it seems a little choppy as far as my diagnostic tools are, uh, are informing me of. So I apologize in advance. If uh, if this is a little aggravating as we go along, but you know if if it, you know if it's ever too aggravating, maybe later you might want to check it out on 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 podcast application on the podcast application of your choice because the recording will be nice and silky smooth, none of this choppy business. And I apologize, I really do. And people in the chat are already already talking about it. And who's in the chat? Well, there's a bunch of folks in the chat, a lot of familiar faces. A lot of people that that I hold near and dear to my heart, like Blaine and Kristen Ashley, editor in chief of Diva Dirt, uh, Anthony of Smart to Death is here. JPQ, who uh, you you guys better get ready this Wednesday. JPQ's podcast, no particular angle, is going to have a very special episode because I was guesting on it. He invited me of all people. On his podcast, and we talked about WWE stuff. We talked about uh, uh, the tag team division. Now that the revival has won, or should we expect better things? And we're, and then we also talk about Oscar. You know, the, all this Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ronda Rousey stuff is one thing. What about Charlotte, man? What are we doing with Charlotte? So we're discussing that, and it was a, we we recorded it this weekend. It was a lot of fun. So hopefully, hopefully. Uh, hopefully you guys can, uh, can take a moment to, uh, drop in, say hello, say hello to, uh, to JPQ. Uh, we've also got, uh, Robert Larry who's here, Michael Stepney, J King, CM Phil. I think I saw, 
Uh, yes, I saw Jason here as well. There you go. So thank you everyone for joining, for dropping by. It's always a pleasure to have you. Hopefully the stream will sort itself out as we go along. I can see in my preview window, man, I'm, I, I look like a robot. A, hand, a devilishly handsome robot, but a robot nonetheless. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night is uh, Tuesday, so just like this, little shindig here. At 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to do my live Smackdown live recap right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And of course, afterwards, everything will be available to uh, be viewed at, at your leisure, at your pleasure, at whatever moment it pleases you, it entices you. So that's fantastic. Um, and then, uh, I mean, as, as opposed to last week where I did a whole bunch of stuff, this is going to be a very... A very a very calm week. Then uh, over on Fightful Select uh, on Wednesday for my weekly. No, actually, it won't be Wednesday this week. <laughs> Program though. <laughs> my two hundred five live NXT NXT UK recap show is going to be postponed. It's going to be pushed back, I should say, to Thursday. So I won't be doing it on Wednesday, but on Thursday, make a note NXT. NXT UK 205 Live Recap Show on FightfulSelect.com, Fightful.com's premium res uh, wrestling uh, uh, content service. <laughs> you know, uh, that you, get all your, you get all your wrestling scoops and fun stuff over on Fightful.com. And then when you want, you want the extra content, you want the supplementary stuff, you want, you know, more podcasts, you want more scoops. You want previews, you want all sorts of great stuff. Well, you know what to do. FightfulSelect.com. Head over there, subscribe. Entry level is $5 a month and you get my stuff. You get Sean's stuff. Sean does the Fightful uh, report every Wednesday. You got Steven Jensen does the Weekender. He covers all, all sorts of non-WWE programming. Uh, retro reviews. I'm taping retro reviews with Sean this week. We're going to get some more out there. It's fantastic. With fantastic stuff. Go check that out. <clears throat> a lot of fun. Good times to be had by all. And uh, and yeah. So that's pretty much my 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 week this week. And then we'll be back next Monday to do the uh, to do the raw thing again. So let's uh, before we actually jump into uh, to raw, I want to say that everything tastes better out of a mason jar. Mm. And I want to talk a little bit about the Elimination Chamber. Just some quick thoughts, some rapid-fire thoughts. I thought it was a fun show overall. I mean, there were a I denote two moments, two moments that um, that sort of brought it down for me a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, but otherwise. You know, kickoff show was Buddy Murphy retaining the Cruiserweight Championship against Akira Tozawa, which in my opinion was match of the night. You had the Women's Chamber uh, match where, of course, of course, Sasha and Bailey they, they became the first women's tag team champions. Of course, there was no other correct answer. But that was a fun match, and I thought that, you know they told the um, it was a nice it was a nice story that they told 
in regards to Sasha and Bailey throughout the evening. And it was interesting that, you know, the first two tag teams ended up being the last two tag teams as well. That was really, really cool. I thought uh, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I also and here's just a couple of more thoughts. I saw on Twitter afterwards, you know, people saying, "Oh, Naomi and Carmella got kicked out because of because of what happened." Man, first of all, that is it's it's absurd reasoning. I was going to use another word. <laughs> I'm going to use. It's absurd reasoning because first and foremost, Naomi didn't get in trouble. Jimmy Uso did. Carmella is and 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 the Car- Carmella Corey Graves stuff. First of all, it's all rumor. You know, it, 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 it's Corey Graves' wife who's lashing out. I mean, it's not even a thing. Like this is something personal that's being put on a public forum, and it's all very. TMZ rumorish. How does that even impact what their what what does that even impact Car- Carmela's career in and about itself? I mean, it's it's so extreme extraneous to to what WWE does in the ring. You know, the internet got excited around that, but that was pretty much it. And it was only oh, they got punished. They didn't get punished. They're the only tag team. They they were the only tag team in that match that was literally thrown together. Two singles ladies put together in a bunch of legit tag teams or tag teams that have been working at the, for a while together. So it actually makes sense that they get thrown out first. Right? Doesn't that make sense? If you have your tag team experts, people that are used to being to, to working together, shouldn't the two singles people be at a disadvantage? Of course. Man. It's, yeah, it's some weird reasoning. Also, a lot of people were pissed off at how early the Iconics got knocked out, but I thought that they fulfilled their role perfectly. Like, this is what the Iconics do. It's a combination of... Uh, wrestling and comedy spots. That's what they do. That's what they're good for. They're cowardly heels. And it just worked out fine. They knocked out. Look, they they are a tag team. They've always been the tag team. They were a tag team before uh, women's tag teams in WWE were a thing, really. Maybe not, but you know what I mean. Um, Just, of course they're going to knock out uh, Carmella and uh, and Naomi. That makes sense. And then they go and cower in the pod. That was fantastic. They get beat up. But they played the role to a T. It was perfect. I thought it was fantastic. It was really, really well put together. Um, Sean over at Fightful was saying that he had heard that uh, the match might be a little rushed because they were supposed to put it at the end uh, in the main event, then they put it back uh, to start to kick off the event, and they were rehearsing right up, right up until the doors opened. So there was a feeling that the match might be a little messy. It was that's what you call messy. That was a beautiful mess. Anyway, really happy that Sasha and Bailey uh, were able to 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 make it out on top. Usos versus McMiz is the next logical step in into building. 
um, Shane and Miz's WrestleMania match. Uh, that's going to explode this Tuesday. Was announced tonight that uh, Miz is going to uh, is going to issue an apology. You know, and Miz. I mean, this is it. This is what's going to be the catalyst, right? Miz is going to say that he. Uh, 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 um, he dedicated the match to his father, to his wife, to his daughter, to his unborn child. That's going to be that. That's going to be the catalyst of this being that this is going to be exploding. I'll go blarsurf words. Um, Finn Balor won a championship. How could you not be bad? That can't be bad. Uh, Rousey versus uh, Ruby Riot was. <clears throat> Garbage. I mean, right? So much for building future stars. I'm going to talk about this later. But man, Becky's crutches though? Holy shit. And she was just laying. Laying into Ronda. Oh boy. And Ronda ate one like right across the head. Of course, it was and I liked how one of the still shots that they used on Raw tonight was one of the crutch shots that she got straight on her head. Woo! Corbin versus Strowman was a low point of the evening. And what can you say other than Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan? I mean, well, you can say that Samoa Joe's uh, consistent record of being unable to pull anything out during a big match is is ongoing. It's continuing. It's safe. But I mean, it feels like they wanted it. It it feels like the match was built to get everyone out of the way as quickly as possible, so that we could just end up with Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. And man, man. You know what I do from this point on, ladies and gents? You know what I do if I'm WWE? I that's my that's my WWE title match at WrestleMania. Kofi has the, the crowd sympathy on his side. He's a veteran. He was tossed into the uh into the the, the title scene and it felt fresh, it felt good. Look at who's left right now on the on the SmackDown side. Who who is your challenger to Daniel Bryan? AJ again? Not Randy. You want to get the crowd behind this and maybe not have the crowd cheer for Daniel Bryan? Put Kofi Kingston back in it. It's a rubber match. It'll be a rubber match at the same time. They both have a uh, a pinfall on each other. You got to break that 50-50 booking, man. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a fun show for a show that I wasn't expecting much out of. Holy crap. What are you guys talking about in chat? Uh, Becky, uh, Blaine says Becky was hitting 500 feet home runs with those crutches. You got that right. Um, Anthony was talking about, uh, Sonya Spear. That was insane. That is very true. Um... The Riot Squad was indeed a highlight of the match. CM Phil is glad that they didn't make the Usos job to Shane. That's actually what I had predicted. Robert Larry says, It is official. Becky Lynch is the absolutely hottest talent on the roster, period. Dude, 
It's been official for months now. There is no one on the roster right now that is hotter than 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 Becky Lynch. You know when you I'm going off on a tangent here. Let's say, okay, it, let's dream a little chat. Let's dream together. All together. <laughs> We're, let's say, okay, so we have we have Seth versus Brock, right? Let's say that we do get that everything aligns and we do get the one-on-one women's match for the Raw title and we get Becky versus uh, Ronda. And let's say we get Daniel Bryan versus Kofi. And let's say all th- can do all three of them win because they're all three fantastic feel good moments. Like, do you have all three win? Like, does Kofi defeat Daniel Bryan and get his first WWE title ever? Does uh, d- does Becky finally beat Ronda? And does uh, does Brock do the do the honors to Seth? I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just throwing that out there, and I'm not going on a tangent, Michael, Kristen. I'm not going on a tangent. <laughs> All right, let's get to the raw raw. That sounded very vocal. I can be very vocal. Um, Triple H is in the ring. He has a couple of announcements. He's really, really excited about stuff tonight. And he hits the ring and he says, uh, got a big announcement. And it was announced earlier today. It was broken by ESPN. They broke the news. (laughs) D-Generation X are going to be in the WWE, are going to be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Shawn Michaels, who's going to be a two-time inductee. Treple Ash. uh, 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 Road Dog. uh, Billy Gunn, AEW, uh, (laughs) AEW agent producer. Billy Gunn. X-Pac and goddamn China, man. Not China, not China man. China, <laughs> gotta gotta watch out, gotta watch out for that stuff. Whew. Uh, <clears throat> no, but China, China, making it. Um, I mean, as far I mean, if this is their, if this is the main inductee, if DX is the main inductee, uh, that's fantastic. It's a great draw. And, you know, we're all very, very focused on China, which is normal because uh, um, because um, we this is something that a lot of fans, including myself, have been clamoring for years and years and years and years. And just to have her be in a position where she will get some spotlight, get some shine, have people remember her legitimate contributions to women's wrestling in the in WWE to inter, intergender wrestling in WWE that'd be a, it's something that's long overdue now you can go on social media and complain that she should have been um inducted alone but her impact did come with with DX 
And I mean, Sean Waltman, X-Pac, you know, he's being a little overshadowed by all of this, but he's getting inducted as well within the group. Do uh, there's an argument to be made as to whether Sean has, uh, Mr. Waltman has a, uh, has a, um, a hall of fame career or not. But the point is that he's being, he's being inducted as well. And it's deserved. It's deserved. It's all, it's deserved for all these gentlemen here. They were the, 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 the entire group, whether it was the two men, the three, the, 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 the trio at first, or even the uh, you know the, the 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 four later on when Sean had to uh, had to step away, they were just integral to the to the attitude era to the attitude of the attitude era. So I'm I'm fine with this. Jason in the chat wonders who's going to induct DX. He says Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. That's really really interesting. Uh, th- those are always the the other questions. Like then, who who inducts who? But I mean, I'm happy for this. I'm happy. I'm happy that DX is getting in there, and I'm and I'm glad China is getting finally getting some shine. Because man, she deserves it. Holy crap! So he tell he talks about that, then announces, even though it had been all over social media again today, that we have NXT fellows in the in in the building. In the uh, a part of Monday Night Raw, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Alex Alexter Blacks, <laughs> and Ricochet, all members of NXT, current members, champions in certain cases, will be competing on NXT tonight. Now, this to me, like. Are they call-ups or are they or are they not call-ups? You know, Ricochet was welcomed to Raw, right? Are they official call-ups? We'll have to see. But right now, I mean, those four dudes, as far as NXT goes, they are in very uh, quintessential roles, and I I really don't see them if they are moving up. I don't see them uh, entering the ring uh, entering main roster until uh, until uh, takeover what is, is it going to be New York Brooklyn what's it going to be this year New, it's not Brooklyn it's going to be New York New Jersey where is New Ugh. <laughs> uh, at least until the the WrestleMania takeover is is gone I don't see them being called up they're 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 they're, they're featured way too prominently way too prominently so um so uh so that's one thing but but this is you know i've been saying for a long time you know if you want to get people to uh, to if you want people to get to know your nxt stars the people that you're developing that you're working on to eventually call up onto main if you if you want the 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 regular general wwe audience that doesn't have the network doesn't watch nxt religiously you have to give them showcases on Raw. So even if they're not necessarily call-ups, you give these guys uh, room on uh, on Raw, on main roster, to do some stuff, get people acquainted with them, and then be like, wow, okay. Well, at least, you know, we're, we've seen this guy's face. We've seen that one. Just familiarize with them. I, I swear, 
Like if this was the first time you were seeing Aleister Black's entrance, you're like, oh, wow. All right. Who is this guy? He's got my interest, right? But then you can also wonder, where were our, where were the women? Where were Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Candice, Bianca? Where were they? Why was it only dudes? We always like to talk about, you know, women's evolution and stuff like that. Well, man, it 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 germinated in in NXT. That's where the four horse women of WWE came from. That's where they rose up from. That's what NXT NXT is 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 a is a, a cradle of women's wrestling, the development of women's wrestling in WWE. You know, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like I was really, really happy to to, and you know, I'm happy that these four guys got a spotlight tonight on Raw. Shows also that they want to mix it up. When I say they, I mean WWE, and and I'm all for that. And giving, you know, you want to bring up your future stars, you want to treat them like stars. Well, present them to your audience as stars. And that just shows what a shitty job that they're doing with the other call-ups that they that they had brought up. EC3 wasn't even on the show this week. Lacey Evans, uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, outside of Nikki Cross and Heavy Machinery, but then again, Heavy Machinery, we'll, we'll talk about that in a while. I think Nikki Cross right now is probably the the wrestler that they are that they're utilizing best from that uh, that um, quartet of call ups. It was supposed to be a quintet, but we still, uh, you know, not quite sure what the situation with Lars Sullivan is. Anywho, right now, this was pretty exciting. Triple H announced it, announced all of this, announced the names. Didn't get much of a reaction from the crowd in Lafayette, Louisiana. Woo! And we should have taken this, folks, as some foreshadowing for the rest of the evening because the Lafayette crowd was dead. The, the Lafayette crowd... The Lafayette crowd reminded me of that Christmas I had at my mother-in-law's one-bedroom apartment the year that she sold her family home. That's what the crowd reminded me of. It was not a good crowd to debut your NXT guys on. That is for damn sure. I want to say hi to Andrew and Joe Anthony who just popped into uh, who popped into the chat. And uh, Baszler is, uh, versus Lynch is a wet dream that Kristen Ashley has had. I just want to, uh, I just want to emphasize that. I want to make sure that everyone, everyone knows about that. If you haven't read it in the chat, well, now it exists forever, forever, recorded for hu- for humanity's posterity. <laughs> All right, so. 
Jimblades gets all excited because there's tables around and we're getting a table match. We're getting a table match for Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. I am really sick of Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. And I mean, it was this match, this match was nothing that we've seen before. It's nothing that we haven't seen before. Excuse me. Um, there's a couple of things that happen. I, what do I have in my... Do I, I think I have it. Oh, it's a, this hair here. It was so long. It was tickling my lips. <laughs> we... Um, uh, I mean, it's, this match was nothing that we hadn't seen before. It... At some point, you know, I guess the the spot of the match was when Baron uh, Baron drives Braun into the commentary table and Braun sort of falls off and tips the commentary table over. I don't know. I don't know what this was. There's a kendo stick involved. Uh, Braun rams stairs onto Baron Corbin and eventually... You know, there's a table set up in the ring in the in the corner, and eventually, well, Corbin gets power slammed through the table. Now, I'm going to tell you what surprised me most. What surprised me most here is that Drew McIntyre, neither Drew McIntyre nor Bobby Lashley showed up tonight to help Corbin out. But they did last night. Now they there's a bunch of things that were retconned this evening, all right? This, that suddenly Baron Corbin uh, is is returning to uh, being a lone wolf. He has no more cronies, no more friends that come and help help, help him out. Then you have uh, 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 Leo Rush and, and uh, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, who they're friends again. Like, what was the point of all this stuff happening last night? And Ruby gets a rematch? That is not a squash? I did. I hate I hate when WWE does that. When they do things on a pay-per-view on a Sunday night, and then the next night it's as if it never happened. It's like you can completely forget the it's not even history at this point. Like it's 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 relegated to recent memory. It's in our recent memory banks. Sheesh. Yeah, I said it. Sheesh. Anyway, Braun got the win, and I really, really hope that we're done with this feud. I really do. So as Braun starts going back, Paul Heyman comes out and is uh, he's intimidated by Braun a little, a lot. Braun grabs him, but uh, Braun uh, Braun doesn't uh, doesn't do anything outrageous. Just a little hint of the history they have, which I appreciated. But uh, Paul Heyman, you know he's he's overcome with. Uh, with emotions, maybe it's a maybe it's some PTSD ringing ringing its way back into his mind. 
But you know he can't cut his he can't cut his promo. He has to wait till commercial is is done to come back, um, and then starts putting over Brock Lesnar. And they start they show off the first part of a uh, of a nicely put together video package overall for uh, for Brock Lesnar telling the Brock Lesnar story from when he was working at his his farm, the things he had to do. To put food on the table with his hands. Kind of makes you wonder. Kind of makes you wonder when he had to do with his hands to put food on the table. Hmm. <laughs> That's a, to be perfectly, perfectly transparent, I can't, I can't claim ownership of that gag. That was uh, Kristen Ashley earlier this evening in a, in a DM. We were having a, having a, a bit of a jest. In that regard, good job, uh, good job, Kristen. Um, that made me laugh. So, um, so basically, yeah, they run, they they run down, they, they they do this video package, very very well done, you know, and narrated by Paul Heyman. He's, well, I like that he said, you know, that uh, this video package was put together at his own expense, which is ridiculous, but also quite funny. Um. And then out comes Finn Balor, your new IC champion. He comes into the ring. He's happy. He says, it's been a while since he's held a championship, and it feels good. He said, you know, when I was growing up, uh, look, you know, the IC champion, I was looking at guys like Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, and their IC title championships. And I'm, I took a sit back and I'm like, who thinks of Ric Flair... As IC champion. Like. Hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, I want to be like these guys. Sure, sure. I get I get it. But you don't want to be like Ric Flair because he was intercontinental champion once, twice. <laughs> um. So that, you know, that sort of made me giggle. But Leo Rush interrupts, and there, there, this is where it's revealed. The big reveal! The twist! Bobby Lashley comes out uh, while Leo Rush is cutting his promo to attack Finn from behind. But then, for the save, runs Ricochet to the ring. He moonsaults off the apron onto Leo Rush, which was nice. And we get ourselves a match. We get ourselves a match. We get probably the best match of the night. If you, if we're being completely, completely honest with each other, Finn Balor and Ricochet versus uh, Leo Rush and Robert Lashley. And I am pumped because Ricochet and Leo Rush start. And man, the pace that these guys are able to 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 work at is fantastic. We do start off with some side headlocks. Fine. But there's a lot of evasiveness happening. A lot of, you know, running the ropes and momentum shifts. Doing things that, man, you really do wonder. You really do wonder. Rush hits Ricochet with the Rana. And Ricochet effortlessly handstands. Handsprings, I should say. And lands on his feet. Just nice and straight. And I'm like, God damn. 
Rush dodges with some uh, with some strikes. Ricochet hits a uh, head scissors, takes down Rush, kip up, and a drop kick follows. And my heart is beating. I love this. Uh, Lashley comes in and uh, face slams Ricochet. Uh, of course, uh, Lashley grounds him, starts twisting his arm, but Ricochet gets out of it, uh, gets out of the armbar, gets some strikes in, hits an enziguri and a drop kick, and Lashley goes to the outside. And he does the uh, handspring flip where he bounces off the ropes and into his superhero pose to not quite the reaction I was expecting from the audience. But I mean, man, what does it take for these people? Ricochet does his flippy superhero move and they're like. <laughs> when does John Cena come out? Oh. Um. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, Leo Rush comes in. Uh, he gets uh, Ricochet to tag Finn uh, Balor in, and Finn becomes your babyface in peril for most of the match. Um, um, Lashley gets in. He starts beating up on Finn pretty bad. Suplexism covers him for two. Hits a re like, a, a, like a reverse STO on Finn. Um, uh, and uh, he, keeps, uh, he, keeps, he keeps him nice and grounded. Uh, Rush comes in, but eats a dropkick after a sunset flip attempt, which was nice. Finn keeps the pressure on Leo Rush, running chops into the corner a couple of times. Shot, shotgun dropkick follows. He goes for the coup de grace, but he's distracted. He being Finn is distracted by Lashley. And Rush chop blocks Finn, who falls to the floor on the outside. <clears throat> Lashley tries to, fa uh, not Lashley, excuse me, Finn tries to fight back against Lashley, but he uh, keeps everything in control. Um, Rush gets back in. He does some trash talking to uh, to Finn that pumps Balor up. He elbows Rush down, but Rush keeps Finn from getting that hot tag and Gator rolls his way with Finn back to the corner. Balor avoids a Lashley power move, stomps Lashley on the chest, and the hot tag comes in, being Ricochet. Neck breaker, springboard drop kick on both Rush and Lashley. He hits a Fosbury flop as well to the outside. Ricochet backflips off the barricade as Lash is running. Lashley gets drop kicked, and it ends with the 630 on Leo Rush for the win. I mean, it's not much of a surprise, is it, tonight, folks? Folks, that uh, that uh, that your NXT guys are all going to pick up wins. But this was fun. This was a good match. I thought it was a lot of fun. Sign of things to come, especially if they're letting Leo Rush wrestle more, and if Ricochet is a member of the uh, of the crew there, of the Raw crew. Yeah. There we go. All right. Um, Drew McIntyre is backstage, and he's a little pissed at Triple H that all the NXT guys are coming in for opportunities. And he's like, where's my, you know, what about me? And they're setting up a match between him and Seth. But then Dean Ambrose sort of arrives in the frame and slaps, slaps the, uh, slaps the mutton lover out of his mouth. 
So we get the we get Dean versus Drew later on this evening. Uh, the recap also the whole Charlotte Becky Ronda stuff since last week the McMahon thing, the uh, Alexandria House show where Charlotte beat the shit out of uh, out of Ron, um, not Ronda but Becky, and then last night when Becky just beat the shit out of everyone with a crutch. Um. Next, we have a um, Lucha House Party versus uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. The Kurt Hawkins uh, losing streak story continues. Um, Lucha House Party getting control of Ryder real quickly. Look, there's not much that happened in this match. Uh, really not. Uh, basically, the match comes to an end when Hawkins gets caught in a Hurricane Rada. And a really de- deep roll by Lindsay for the win. Uh... Yeah, that that's that's pretty much it. Mm-mm-mm. Next, we get that really weird heavy machinery promo. And chat, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Please go ahead. I'm I'm stalling a bit for time because there's a little delay between the moment that you hear me asking you for stuff, and then the the for the actual chat room to the actual chat to pop up. Um, <laughs> heavy machinery cut a promo, or at least you know Tucker Knight. He's he's plugging their their catchphrases. The new one, blue collar solid. And then the we like to go work out at the gym, and then we like to go home and eat some big red meat. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mind is really in the gutter tonight. And which to which Otis says, "Stinks and weeks, get bird or Scott did stinks and weeks." And uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's it's just dumb. It's a dumb dumb promo where they're just plugging their catchphrases. And I think they're brothers. Is that what I did? Anyone get this? Like he called Otis little bro. And then Otis called hit, called Tucker Tucker Knight Big Brother. Are we supposed to believe that, or is it like just a term of endearment? You know, like when I call, uh, you know, like when I call um, Anthony Souter uh, a dickwad. Well, then you know it's a it's a term of endearment. Is, is he is he even still here? Um, but yeah. Um, so and then Lacey Evans comes out and does the, that weird thing that she did on Elimination Chamber last night where she she walks down she she walks down the ramp and then she goes back up her music hits and then it's like then she starts ogling the heavy machinery guys and and then they're, they they do a, a strut off, I guess you'd call it, where they start walking like Vince McMahon, the, the heavy machinery guys, and she's like, what? What was I watching? What was that? And it, these are the guys who were just saying, it's sticks and weights. See, Joe Anthony agrees with me. He says, he feels like they they laid uh they laid the brother thing 
The laid on the brother thing, extra thick, like we're supposed to buy that they're related now. Exactly. I want to say hello to J.S. Brown and MMA Pixels who just joined in as well. This was, anyway, I think I, you know what? I, I talked about this segment probably a little too much for what it was worth, but that was weird. It was weird. We go backstage in uh, dark DIY, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano with their singles titles are backstage. Uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable come over. Gable even references the fact, even references American Alpha uh, defeating DIY back when they were in NXT. And then um, you have uh, you have the Revival who pop in and they start, you know, it, it was just a, a really a really big pissing contest going on there. Um, and you know, as a, as a, as an avid NXT watcher, I cover NXT for FightfulSelect.com every Wednesday night. You can come join me live if you pay five bucks a month. Um, if you if you come here, I'm sorry. If like Tommaso and Johnny have such a, a a complex and storied history, I like how they hinted at it. You know, especially during their entrance when they both came out. Champa came out first, which was weird because he's the NXT champion, but. You know. He came out first, and Johnny came out, and Johnny was sort of giving Tommaso the the look like I'm still not quite sure that I should be doing this kind of look, you know the. It's not that look at all. <laughs> um. The uh, basically, basically, um, the uh. They, they reference their history, but it's still kind of weird that they just threw them in together. And it's like, hey, you guys are a team, right? Well, yeah, kind of. Continuity. Hmm. Anyway. But we do get the revival versus uh, Champa and Gargano. Dark DIY. And I was a little, a little bit excited. Must tell you. Me, but me lads, me lassies. I was a, uh, um, hmm, got a little, uh, got a little excited. Your boy did when they announced this match because I still remember. I still remember 2016 when the revival and DIY had that match. That match, I still remember it very, very fondly. So. What did we get? Well, we eh, we didn't quite get that. It was a good match. It was fine, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't on that level. And I think it was unfair to think that it would it could you know they they do that kind of match tonight. There's some nice uh, ground game uh, right off the bat between uh, Gargano and uh, Dash Wilder. A bit of a double team uh, on uh, on Wilder by the uh, Dark DIY guys, but Wilder drives Gargano into his corner. Dawson then gets in control, some chops, and a European uppercut. Gargano takes out both uh, guys onto the floor. He dives to the outside onto Dawson. Wilder comes in for an attack. He dodges it, but he gets taken out by Ciampa, 
who then sits his ass down on the on the ring apron and does his patting himself on the back thing as the camera has no idea where to shoot. I'm telling you, I forgot to mention this when I Elimination Chamber last night. The camera work was atrocious. They really had trouble with the big spots, with all the big spots that happened in the Elimination Chamber and so on. Camera work was garbage. And it wasn't very good here as well either. I don't know. I don't know if they're transition. I don't know if it's the B team, the, the 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 production B team, but it wasn't very glorious. Um. <laughs> at the, and thank you, Andrew. Yes, it was Takeover Toronto. Absolutely, might be the greatest tag match of WWE's modern era. Andrew says about uh, the revival versus DIY. I would argue Mustache Mountain versus um, the Undisputed Era from uh, last summer on NXT TV. I think we we could have a... There's a compelling argument for both. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that there's a... I think there's a challenger. There's a, there's a new challenger to that, uh, to that statement. Um... Back from commercial, Gargano is being grounded by uh, by Wilder. He avoids a revival double team and hits a tornado DDT uh, while enziguring Dawson, which was pretty cool and you know some some nice Gargano work here. Ciampa then comes in, uh, hits some strikes and some uh, a, a triple set of German uh, suplexes. He and Dawson exchange some big big strikes. Strikes. The Shadow Machine is avoided. And Ciampa hip-tosses Wilder right into the turnbuckle. Which is a cool-looking spot. Uh, Gargano hits the slingshot slingshot DDT. Uh, goes for the slingshot spear, but it's well-scouted by Wilder, who knees Gargano instead. The Revival go for the electric, electric chair bulldog uh, on Gargano. They cover him, but Ciampa breaks it up. Wilder and Ciampa get dumped out of the ring then. Dawson tries to suplex Gargano to the floor. That doesn't work. He eats a kick instead. Uh, a super kick to Wilder on the outside. Gargano hits the slingshot spear. And, and we get the DIY finisher. The super kick and running knee combo to Dawson's head. That's something. It's also mostly a win. Um, so there we go. I thought that was a fun match. It was a fun match. But, you know, I think, like I said, I think it was unfair for us to, and I say us, I mean myself, to start getting the uh, sweaty heavies because, you know, DIY and the revival in a ring again <clears throat> was a little unfair on, on my part. Backstage, uh, uh, Finn Balor and Ricochet are talking. Balor, uh, Finn Balor moves away and gives Ricochet all the spotlight, all the shine, all the glean. And Ricochet cuts a very heartfelt, I think, promo, a, a an authentic promo. I don't know what you guys think in chat, but I felt like uh, his promo was very, very real. Little, uh, little nervous, little uh, uh, scattered. Not too bad, you know, just a little a little all over the place. He could feel that he was trying to collect his thoughts. Um, 
you know, but it's a living your dreams promo. So what can you, I mean, there's only so much you can do with that. But I mean, it, it was, it was nice. It was nice. I think, you know, I, Ricochet is going to be fine on main. He really is. I think he's too affable and he's way too much of a talent. Then we get uh, Kevin Owens doing an iPhone promo where he's at the movies with his kids. His uh, his kids stealing money from his dad. Give him 20 bucks for refreshments. Where's the change? The kid says there's no change. Uh-huh. Well, for those of you who don't know, um, who may who may not know this, who, uh, who are joining us in the chat or whatever, and who are, you know, not from Canada, just so you know, it is it is a rite of passage for Canadian boys to steal from their Canadian fathers. That's just something we do. It's a rite of passage. That's when you know you've become a Canadian man. And then, you know, once you do that enough times, you finally get to, you finally get to dip the moose in maple syrup. Now, was that innuendo? That's, that's for you to find out. That's, do a little research. You can Google that shit. I'll let you. I'll let you figure out the rest. <laughs> but um, with all these promos that he's doing right now, there's one of two things that's going to happen. Either Kevin Owens is coming back as a babyface because he's way too affable right now, or he's setting us up for the swerviest swerve of all swerves because that is entirely possible. Kristen Ashley says, if I steal money from a Canadian dad, I'm suddenly Canadian. Yes, actually. Yes. You'd have to have a Canadian forking over uh, um, or or inadvertently giving you money, for instance. And then you'd become Canadian. You actually get your, well, you don't get your citizenship. But you do, you, you do get to, you do get to split a poutine with Justin Trudeau, though. <laughs> Mm. All right. Uh, next, we get Sasha and Bailey who hit the ring to cut a promo. And if you wanted any any kind of indication as to whether this crowd was sitting on its goddamn hands the entire evening, just wondering, sitting around wondering when when are we opening the presents so that we can go home? <laughs> uh, it's this moment here. How the hell were they not up on their feet? Cheering for Sasha and Bailey. You could tell people were trying to get a you, you deserve a chant going, and it, you know, it took a while to crank it up. It took a minute or two to get this one going. And it didn't really go anywhere. And it was a it was a perfectly fine promo from the ladies. Very heartfelt. Put over the fact that they've been working hard, that this was the next step in the women's evolution, that they're proud to be the first uh, first title holders. And they're ready. Here's interesting. Interesting. They're ready to fight anyone from Raw, from SmackDown, or from NXT. Floating titles confirmed. Um, and I mean, no one. The this crowd, man, this crowd. Anyway, and I know there's a lot of people, you people out there. There's a few of you who, who 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 say, you know, I don't give a shit about how the crowd reacts, right? I don't I don't care about how the crowd reacts because you know I'm watching at home or whatever. I'm enjoying it on my own leisure. But 
part of the pro wrestling experience is to have a crowd react. Now, this is the basic, basic tenement of what wrestling is. Go back to the, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. If your crowd isn't reacting to what you're doing, you're doing something wrong. And it's taking away from the experience. It, part of what makes a match is the crowd reaction. Think of The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. One the, the pivotal thing that made that match special was the crowd. And we will always remember the crowd reactions for these great matches. We will always remember them. Just as... You know, we'll remember nights like this when the crowd was dead on their hands despite the fact that they had NXT stars popping up and um, Sasha and Bailey coming out with their titles for the first time and doing nothing. So, no, it's not something that you disconnect from and you say, I don't really care. It's part of the show. And it's also part of how... It's part of how a wrestler's performance is gauged as well. Performance in the ring, character work, storyline, that's all part of it. If the crowd doesn't react, it's not working. This was, a, this was a bad crowd, and there's no two ways about it. And yes, it did take away from enjoyment because you sit back and you're so... <laughs> you sit back to watch Sasha and Bailey, kind of like this. You sit back and watch them, and you say to yourself... And you say to yourself, this, this is what should be, the, the, the crowd should be on their feet cheering for these ladies. That's what should be happening. And then it ended up with a weird segment. It ended up with Nia Jax and Tamina coming out. And uh, Nia Jax comes out and she says, and, and, and she says, I don't want to ruin your celebration. This is the best you'll, because this is the best you'll ever get. I'm like, what is she trying to say? That the, that the women's titles are valueless? Because, yeah, you know, if this is the best that they do get, well, they're still the first women's tag team champions. It was a weird statement. I didn't understand what she was trying to say here. I don't I don't understand. Anywho. They sort of attack. And it, it, it's very the 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 attack was a was a little sloppy, didn't quite get it. It, it was weird. It was very, very weird. Robert Larry asked me, hey, Warren, are you a Toronto Blue Jays fan? I don't watch baseball. I don't watch real sports. I like my fake sports. All right, let's move along. Dean Ambrose versus Drew McIntyre was next. Uh, not much of a match here. The, uh, the Dean Ambrose farewell tour powers on. Uh, where um, where he basically ate two claymores before getting pinned by Drew, and continuing this idea that Drew uh, Drew has an ego and will humiliate people who try to humiliate him. Next, we go backstage where Seth is um, basically saying that it's Brock's faith fate 
to lose at WrestleMania. And then he sort of turns around and Dean Ambrose is standing next to him and he's, <laughs> you know, he's getting himself back into shape. He's like, ah, urgh. his jaw cracking himself back into, in, into reality. And Dean is like, where the hell were you out there, man? And Seth sort of looks at him and is like, have you lost your mind? And Dean just gives them this stare, this absolutely perfect stare, complete silence. And he goes, eh. And this is, and now Dean Ambrose is leaving, right? Now he's, of course he's leaving the company now that he's entertaining, right? <sighs> Elias comes to the ring. He starts, uh, is in the ring, actually, I should say. He starts picking, but stops. He says he's fed up about how he's being treated. He's the most charismatic and important superstar in all of WWE. He says, you're all excited for these new NXT stars, but the truth is, is that... The truth is, this is what Elias said, the truth is is that, is that he does magic with his fingers every night. So do I. <laughs> you and me both, pal. You and me both. But that brings out Alistair Black. Alistair Black interrupts him. He gets the full entrance. He gets the the the, the rise the, he rises up. He has the um, the candles. It's the full the full Monty. Gets a quick promo in, and the match is on. Elias versus Alistair Black. Elias tosses him over his shoulder. He thinks that Alistair fell out of the ring, but no, no, no. He landed very firmly on his feet. Uh, Alistair gets Elias to uh, onto the uh, onto the floor on the outside. Does the lion salt and into the cross-legged seated position, which the crowd pop for? Um, <laughs> Chad is telling me to to tone it down a bit. I don't. I listen. This is a, welcome, welcome to the Warren Hayes show. I I get I get to talk what I want to talk about. Um, back when back from commercial, Elias is in control. Um. Uh, but uh, Alistair runs Elias down with a big shoulder block, covers him for two. Uh, Elias gets back in control and uh, grounds Black with a headlock. Alistair eventually fights back with some punches, some kicks, leg sweep, and a running knee. You know, the uh, Graves and Cole put over the fact that, you know, he's this uh, terror, you know, this uh, impressive striker, you know, kickboxing background, so on and so forth. They really should have let Alistair like go all out with his strikes because he it, they were a little muted but I mean I'm not, I'm being nitpicky at this point it's just there's a it's just there's a little dichotomy between what was commentary what commentary was saying and what was happening in the ring uh he, he hits a lion salt on Elias uh, he being Alistair covers for two Alistair uh goes up top flies off but Elias hits him with a huge flying knee covers him only gets two and that black mass a little bit out of nowhere gets the job done then alistair makes it four for four for the uh or three for three i should say for the uh nxt fellows i you, you know if you were to ask me alistair and ricochet really had the best overall showing and felt like they that they truly are ready for Maine. And uh, this is definitely not a knock on 
on Champa and Gargano, who I love. But um, it was a, just a wee bit off. But these guys, um, Ricochet looked like a star. Alistair looked like a star. They're they're ready. I don't want them to leave NXT. I love my NXT boys. But you know, at some point, I have to leave the nest. Main event time is the rematch: uh, Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. I guess. Uh, I guess uh, last night wasn't um, you know, wasn't something. Um, match starts with some uh, with some tr- throws by Ronda, sh- uh, some strikes. Uh, starts striking Ruby in the corner. There's a body shot that looked like whiffed completely. I'm fully expecting it to end up on a Botchamania video. Um, Ruby then gets to the outside, starts stalling. She goes back in and she... Uh, and Ruby STOs Ronda. And a nice STO at that. Covers her but only gets two. They, uh, they do a test of strength, uh, get into some wrist locks. Uh, Ruby monkey flips Ronda. They head to the mat, but Ronda reverses it into a triangle. That was a nice little, that was a nice little segment, right? Uh, not segment, but a nice little, uh, sequence. That's the word I was looking for. Back from commercial, Ronda is in an arm lock and she's eating some elbows. Uh, but then comes back with a throw. Uh, Ruby Riot uh, charges back with a nice spear. A nice spear. Like a friend of mine would say, nice. The crowd is uh, chanting for Becky Lynch during this time, and you got to think that it's getting a little bit, legitimately getting under Ronda Rousey's skin. Ronda uh, gets gets back at uh, Ruby with some strikes, and there's a couple that whiff again. More judo throws follow, running elbow in the corner. Uh, she goes for it again, but Ruby catches her and drops her on the corner. Goes up top for that t- that top rope senton where she just basically just lets herself fall back. It's crazy. And she covers Ronda, get, covers her for 2.9! The riot kick is countered and so is the Piper's Pit. But... The riot kick, but Ruby goes for the riot kick again, and it covers, it, it connects, I should say, and covers Ronda for two. So Ronda kicks out of uh, the riot kick. Ruby goes for another spear, but it's blocked with a by a gut wrench slam by Ronda. Uh, she goes up top. The uh, riot squad distracts, and Ruby hits the riot kick. By dragging Ronda off the turnbuckle, covers her, but only gets two again. Ruby goes up top, misses the senton this time, gets reversed into the arm bar, but uh, she gets rolled out of the ring by the uh, riot squad. Uh, Rousey then uh, goes for a top rope crossbody onto everyone, or at least onto Liv and uh, Sarah, who are on the outside. Top cross body that was kind of messy. It was a little messy. She even um, uh, she even apologized. She went she being Ronda. She went right to to Sarah and apologized. Um, 
she hit, uh, Ronda hits a nice, a nice wheelbarrow slam into the turnbuckle. Or was it like more, maybe not a wheelbarrow slam, more like an Alabama slam? Anyway, that was nice and severe. Gets the armbar on Ruby, who taps. Then Rousey fights off the uh, the riot squad. And I, I understand why they did this. You know, the last night was the squash. And she got the shit, she being run, got the shit beat out of her by Becky afterwards. So, like, there was no Charlotte, no Becky, no interference. Just had Ronda in the ring, beating, being someone up, coming out on top, looking strong. They kind of had to do that. I gotta say, I like the fact that Ronda, was, when she came to the ring, she was all business. She wasn't, like, waving and smiling. She was mad. She was pissed. And and I like that. I think of the circumstances, she has to be angry. And she's being very much overshadowed by the Charlotte-Becky stuff right now. So it was important that they remind everyone, you know, that Ronda Rousey is is the woman right now in in the division. But I think that when we're going to when we're going to look back at this first year of Ronda Rousey in WWE, <clears throat> I think one of the takeaways that I'm going to have is how how little I'm going to appreciate how badly she ran through the entire women's roster. Like she she's she's beaten everyone. Maybe did she defeat Ember Moon? Did she beat Ember Moon? Maybe she, Ember's the only example, but she she just ran through everyone. And that's not how you build stars, man. That's not how you build legitimate contenders. That's why Ruby Riot getting squashed at Elimination Chamber last night pissed me off. You have to start building strong female competitors that will be credible in title situations. Otherwise, you're going to end up exactly like the situation we're in right now with Asuka on SmackDown where you're like, well, if it's a triple threat at WrestleMania, who the hell is going to fight Asuka? Not that there aren't talented women who could pull off the fight. I mean, as far as a marquee match goes, who has the 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 star power to pull it off? Anyway, I won't get too much into that because you can tune in this Wednesday to um, uh, no particular angle. You can find it on your favorite podcast application by JPQ, big paws on pop, Um that's exactly what we're talking about. I don't want to get too much into that. But as far as Ronda's legacy goes, I think it's going to be one where the women of Raw were not elevated into star positions. Because she's she's just been cleaning house on everyone. Give her a couple of feuds. That they're doing the Brock thing with her where she... She feuds for one, maybe two pay-per-views in certain cases, but she feuds for one uh, one pay-per-view with someone, then moves on to the next, beats the shit out of that one, and so on and so forth, rinse and repeat. That's not how you build stars. I, it's it's just not. I really think Ronda, Ronda, it would have been a great, great service to her to have lost the belt, at least for the duration of one pay-per-view. Just lose the title, get it back. Anywho, we're going to wrap this one up, ladies and gentlemen. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. I hope you. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I want to thank everyone in chat 
for jumping in tonight, joining me live. And always, it's always stunning and impressive to me that there are people who do who do feel who enjoy coming over live, take time out of their evening, staying up late in certain circumstances to, to, to just sit around here and chat, listen to me ramble. I appreciate it. I really and sincerely do. I hope you enjoyed it. If you, and you know, if, if this is the first time you popped in here, why don't you think about a subscription, give us a thumbs up. If you're if you're listening on a podcast application, leave us a review, subscribe to so, so, subscribe to get all the you know, notified when the podcast appears. That's all good stuff. It's really the best way, the ultimate top-notch number one best way to support what I do. To subscribe, like, do all that stuff. It helps out tremendously. It really really does. Well, there you have it. We're going to wrap this one up. I want to I've said it before. I'll say it again. Thank you everyone for joining, for watching, listening, and we'll see you next time. 